0: As always, our show is brought to you by Memoria Press. Check out our full line of classical Christian education at memoriapress.com. Then there's a story behind all the um, primary enrichment. Is there not, Lee? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if it's a story. <laughs> it's a reality. <laughs> it's a reality. About That's a true. Mom.
1: That's true. That's true. So. Welcome to the Homeschool Journal, a show that unpacks the joys and journeys of the classical homeschool family. Here's your host, Carrie McGraw.
0: Well, welcome, friends, to the Homeschool Journal. And I have back with me today our precious and wonderful Mrs. Lee Lowe. Lee, thank you for coming back
1: again. Thank you, Carrie. It's always a treat to be here. <laughs> we just keep
0: cycling Lee right back through. Yes. And it's really important because Lee has so many stories to tell, so many things to share with us. But today we're going to focus on a very specific story. And that is something unique about Memoria Press that has really sat on my heart for a very long time. And I'm excited today to finally get to really open that story up to our viewers and our listeners. And it's about the fact that Memoria Press is unique in the fact that we are a classroom tested homeschool curriculum. Everything we do runs through our model school, Highlands Latin School, and other Highlands Latin schools. Absolutely. All over the country. That's right. That's right. And before, it's rolled out to our homeschoolers. And this is a long process. It's many years. But we're going to delve into that story today and give you just snapshots of how do we do this? You know, how do we roll this stuff out? Right.
1: Carrie, this uh, this was Mrs. Lowe's dream to have a classical curriculum. But to be honest with you, I don't know that she really even intended for it to actually happen. It was just sort of a kernel um, in the back of her mind. And our parents, very providentially, um, just sort of pulled from her this curriculum slowly and thoughtfully throughout the years. She started, as you know, in her living room teaching Latin. And I don't know that she ever imagined that Memoria Press would have grown to touch this many people's lives. Um, But families just saw in her such wisdom— and such generosity and such intelligence that they said, please give us more. And Mm -hmm. that's really how the Memorial Press curriculum developed. And so as we've, been developing over the last 25 years, twenty almost 25 years, um, you know, we are um, conscientious to stay true to her goals and her ideals. But as you can imagine, in the development process, there's always a lot of change. So, um, you know, that's a, that's always a big question with families coming in, um, you know, and I know that that's what you want to address today is the change that we are kind of constantly undergoing here at Memoria Press.
0: Yes, and and so give them that, that backstory. How does that all come about And and how organic it really really is and hands on. That's right. Now you spoke about family and for everyone uh, that might not know Lee, she has five beautiful children. Um her oldest uh, is in the same grade as my youngest. Um and so we are experiencing at least those steps together that's, that's as um ninth graders. Ninth right. grade parents. Wow. Um but Lee, you have been with Mrs. Lowe since before children. Tell us a little bit about that early journey. That's right. That's right. Well, Uh, Actually,
1: Brian and I are celebrating our 20-year anniversary next month, Um, but we dated for eight years, about eight years before we married. So I actually met Mrs. Lowe when I was a freshman in college, (gasps) and actually I remember visiting for the first time in the summer, and I believe Martin Cawthron was on the patio the first time that I came to their house, (laughs) and they were having um, dinner on the patio. And so Martin and Mrs. Lowe were already in cahoots, um, you know, uh, just thinking deeply about education, And uh, Mrs. Lowe had a a small homeschool class in her living room Mm -hmm. that she was teaching Latin. And Martin um, was doing some work in education and politics. Um, But they had a vision for classical education, and they were already talking. Um, But so Mrs. Lowe basically was serving students in our community, um, just sharing her expertise um, in Latin with um, homeschooling families in our communities. Um, And I wasn't a part of Memorial Press or Highlands Latin School or the Cotter School at all. And I just sort of observed um, Mm -hmm. from afar for a few years. But during that time, as I um, became closer with Mrs. Lowe, she was sort of, um, she was always giving me books and she was always talking about wise things. And, you know, she was never gossiping. When we we spoke, it was always about sort of exalted topics. And so, um, you know, even though I wasn't, directly involved in my college years. I was she was she was sort educating of, you. She was educating she was bringing me. I was you along. being I, she was mm-hmm. she was educating me. She was shepherding me toward just an awareness um about the educational landscape. Um so I'm really grateful to her for just um sort of opening my eyes in that way.
0: It was always a mission for her at every step of the way. And and she had this vision for each and every person that she came into touch with of Let's give you this. That's Let's right. give you this. Let's impart right. this, and it was in, always in such a humble and gracious manner that everything was a gift that That's she right. gave away. That's right. Whether it was a, a piece of knowledge, a book, or or just time That's or right. a conversation that she gave to to anyone. So we remember her beautifully and and fondly. But you have hit it, everyone here, and with you and Brian particularly at the helm. You know we are all working to maintain that vision and that that mission that was handed to us. Um, so let's get into that a little bit more. Sure. Let's let's get into some specific stories. Sure. So that we can um, open up the doors of Memorial Press, um, the vaults of Memorial Press for our families and let them see how it's all happening. Sure. Or how it did happen. Sure. When we talk about Latin.
1: Okay. Absolutely. So
0: you started teaching after you had ch- after your children right? actually no i started teaching
1: before Brian and i were even married um, and I think I think one of the main things that I want that you just said that I really want to emphasize is that there is a true spirit of humility. um there wa- Mrs. Low shared everything with such a true spirit of humility and I, and um I think that that is one of the defining characteristics of our curriculum. And I think that that's one of the things that we all really try to um, remember um and so i think that's how i that's how i actually uh became involved i was um not yet married to Brian, and she asked—and um, I was in graduate school, and I was um, starting another business, and um, she invited me to teach with her at her four-hour-a-week cottage school. Mm-hmm. And she was teaching the older students that she had already um, sort of shepherded through her her little living room school, and we rented two classrooms in a church. And my um, role was to teach the younger students Latin and um, uh, Roman history and Greek mythology. Mm-hmm. Of course, everyone knows I did not have a classical <laughs> background. And so she was teaching me everything. And before she released a class to me, she taught me in her garage. We we absolutely had classes. She taught me Latin. She um, We read mythology together, Roman history. She really genuinely instructed me. Um, and then she sent me into a classroom with Three books, and that's it. No materials. <laughs> and my students were ages um, two, second grade through 8th grade. So mm-hmm. it was a very, very mixed class. They were all wonderful students, wonderful families. Um, but, I, I mean, it was culture shock for me. Um, and so really, um, I had to do so much preparation in order to teach those classes. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, h- how I became involved in writing and development um, and teaching. And so Latin, Mrs. Lowe, that was her— True love, yes. and she had already written um, Latina Christiana One and Latina Christiana Two. And my role in teaching the younger students Latin was to introduce them um, to. I was I was to teach Latina Christiana One. Well, in my experience, was that I would say, "Well, we need to talk about you know a declension," and the students didn't have a real grasp on grammar, mm-hmm. and so um, I recognized that. For my benefit and also for the benefit of my students, I needed to go back a step, and so that is so I just prepared notes to um, give foundational information for the students going into Latina Christiana one, which is how Prima Latina um, began, and mm-hmm. so it was a it was it was really um, again just a, a, you know in humility, we recognized, wait a minute, we're not quite ready for this, (laughs) (laughs) student and teacher alike. And so we stepped back and we um, created some foundational materials to help us move (laughs) along.
0: Well, I will tell you, I still have in my basement saved some of the original videos that that I know that you recorded. Um, for for Latina Christiana one. It might also be prima Latina. I did all of those. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I did all of those. And I don't know why I agreed to yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> They're wonderful. I keep them. No, um, it was
1: it was a fun project. We learned a lot.
0: <laughs> well, you know, I I do want to key in on something that you said just a minute ago that, you know, you were given these students, you were given, you know, a A selection of books, and you were told, go teach. And it was material you'd never, you know, taught. taught. Right. Um, you hadn't been taught yourself, you didn't have a classical um education background. But we say this to our families all the time anyone can do this. That's that's what Mrs. Lowe started with, with the idea that anyone should be able to do this. And that's you know, a foundation of what we do is make this beautiful um truth goodness and beauty available to all families open and go let's let's you know get it out there that's right, right. that's right um and she did it with you she did
1: it with me <laughs> and that's what we are constantly doing i think that that is um you know i think again that humility element is is such an important part of who we are because we we recognize, you know, as teachers, we tell our teachers take the tests with your students. Um, you know, read mm-hmm. the supplemental information. You know, what is difficult? What is difficult for you as the teacher? And you know, acknowledge that that's probably difficult for your students as well. Right. And so, you know, I, I try to do that with my own children. So, you know, I have sympathy for their difficulties. And as we're doing that and educating ourselves, all of our um, our entire community, we can see opportunities, um, and we can see things that would would make. Um, you know, a lesson easier for students, or supplemental material that really helped us um, flesh out some material, or some connective information that um, really enhances a lesson. And so, I think that if we have that spirit of um, of learning, um, you know, as as educators, as parents, and teachers, I think that that you know really benefits our students.
0: Well, let's let's jump to that here. Let's let's go to the fact that we, like I said, uniquely have Highlands Latin School, um, which has grown exponentially since I think when I first came back in 2004 mm-hmm. um, with one of my kids, it was 100 students, maybe, you know. And it's now, are we almost at 800? I can't, I'm not right. even sure what the we count are. is. I've we lost are. count. I quit asking. Right. and And that is the model school. Now, it's not the only one. You know, we have several across the country that right. are full-time Highlands Latin schools. Right. We also have Highlands Latin cottage schools. Quite a few of those, maybe up to twenty or something like that.
1: Um, Maybe even more than that. You probably we should, we should have these. I numbers. Know, I should I, have those numbers. We need to. We need to. We maybe need I didn't to do all, all my that. homework. I know. I, I'm constantly <laughs> asked that. I feel like I need a tick board on the hall upstairs you know, so that I remember. No, that's not that idea that may come so about after this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm asked that question so often, and you I know. never know exactly the right answer. But <laughs>
0: we're listening to all of these experiences in these schools right and again that goes back to you know this how I, I want to ask you this how did the growth of Highlands Latin School affect the curriculum process and and vice versa so right. let's talk about that relationship a little bit Sure so as our cottage school
1: grew we added classes so um, parents asked, um, would you please teach um, classical um, history? Would you please teach Greek mythology? And originally, in the very early days, um, when we were so small, you know, we um, were committed to this classical model, and we said, really, if you're teaching Latin well, you're teaching grammar, you're teaching history, you're teaching geography, you're teaching, you know, um, religion. You're teaching all of these mm-hmm. things because if you're delving deeply into a subject, you can pull so much out. And so, our actually, our first. Um, memory press ad, Brian drew, hand drew, and it said, so many subjects, so little time. Simplify your curriculum with Latin. And so Mrs. Lowe um, had—her first guide was an intro to classical studies guide. And so now, while we have all these beautiful books for Christian studies and all these beautiful books for Greek mythology and Roman history and um, Middle Ages— and um, The first book was a very small guide that incorporated all of that as a supplement to Latin. So when she was teaching Latin, she would teach the the classical studies program as a supplement. And so part of what I did when I first started was flesh all of that out because again, I needed more content, I needed more materials, and we felt like our teachers would um, also need you know um, you know as as much as many resources um, as, as. we could provide uh, for them um so now <clears throat> we have all of these you know we have a greek mythology guide we have all the classical studies guides individually we have a beautiful christian studies program that has been fleshed out mm-hmm. um, and so as parents asked more of us we had <clears throat> to continue to develop our curriculum mm-hmm. um so the goals were always in place <clears throat> but as we developed and served more students and more families and offered more classes we added things. We refined things. We enhanced things. We never replaced anything. Mm-hmm. So Latin never moved. Classical studies never moved. Mm-hmm. Christian studies never moved. The books that we were teaching 20 years ago were still teaching. But we would add and enhance and supplement what what are um, in alignment with our original goals.
0: Like literature. Right. You know, li- our, our selection in literature is right. deeply thought, deeply practiced. Right. Um, you know, it, w- it was, would have been hard to pick— just a few right. of what we would call classics or epics, you know, whether you're right. in second grade, eighth grade, or high school. Right. Um, but those haven't changed. They really haven't changed. I mean, we had to
1: pick selections. And Mrs. Lowe, I mean, you know, she she made selections and there were there were tweaks along the way and refinements, but she really knew where she wanted students to arrive. And so the curriculum is top down. So I think that's such an important part about the Memorial Press curriculum is that we decided what the goal should be first and worked backwards. Mm -hmm. So it was not a haphazard. What can the kindergartners do? Oh, look ahead. Look. That's right. Look. 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 Coincidentally, look what the first graders can do. It was very, very intentional. So in that way, every piece had to be intentional um, in order to prepare students well for that end goal. And so just like you said, literature is so important because there are so many great books. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy to say, well, this would be a great book in third grade, and this would be a great book in fourth grade. And it's true. And you know, I always say that literature is more like a climbing wall than a ladder. You can take a few different steps. However, you know, if, you, if you're making radical changes in every single grade, you're really sort of veering you're off veering course, mm-hmm. right? And so while it might be completely justified to make changes in, in, an, in any individual grade, and you can make great arguments for it, if you're looking at the long goal, changing small
0: parts really does affect that journey. Right, which is— the way that she started, which is look at that end goal. That's right. This is where we right. want a student to be. That's right. So we need to build backwards. That's right. And in that backward step, there are there are supplemental steps. That's you right. Know, a kindergartner will get here. A first grader will get here. That's right. And, That's right. And yet all of it is with that end student in mind. That's right. And I mean, you know, we had
1: conversations about the intentionality of the King James Bible scripture memorization in preparation for— you know, the beautiful words of Shakespeare and, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, the difficulty of, you know, um, rich content of Dante. And so, you know, these things are very, very intentional. Starting poetry in kindergarten, um, all of those things are just small steps that, you know, aren't quite so noticeable, you know, little by little by little. But in the end, you know, just.
0: But if we go back to the evolution of literature, if I okay, may call sure, it that. Sure, um, Very specifically. You know, we had these books that had been selected um, with the end goal in mind, grade by grade by grade. Okay, but poetry—where did that come in, right? Because that's that's another part of this process. We're in the school, right? We know what we're doing in literature, right? But then we want to introduce, right? Right. So,
1: so some of the poetry was um, included. I mean, Horatius has been involved since the Mm -hmm. very beginning, and actually. Our Horatius memorization challenge actually was student led. We had a student um, many, many years ago who just said, I, I, I memorized the whole thing. Oh. And so Mrs. Lowe used to ask students to memorize some, and this student just went above and beyond. And we, you know, and she always, Mrs. Lowe always talked about dunking the basketball. Until you can see somebody dunk the basketball, you think it's so difficult. And then you realize, oh, it's possible. And that's kind of how the Horatius challenge um, developed. You know, a, a student did, and I know Winston Churchill did, and I know, you know, um, you know, it, it it has been noted in history, but for our students, it, that was a student led. Um, that is activity. a story I never knew. Yeah. So <laughs> and so, actually, we had that student come a few years ago and um, hand out the Horatius awards. Um, so yeah, she's local here in town, and um, and so it was really it was a real treat because um, she's the one that started something that's so impor- important to our culture. So I kind of veered off course there, but Horatius and some of the poetry was you know um, um, already involved, but um, We did the um, literature guides, and then we recognized that poetry is so important. I Mm -hmm. mean, just contemplation about beautiful words um, is really, really valuable. And so um, we kind of went backwards, actually, in that way. So we started um, with some poetry in the younger grades because we recognized that, you know, those students need to begin um, just memorizing beautiful words from the very beginning. They need to be Um, comfortable with um, exalted language with beautiful themes Um, and so we we added some of that for the younger grades and then um, sort of supplemented the literature
0: and the poetry as we went along but then there's a story behind all the um, primary enrichment is there not lee (laughs) Well, I don't know if it's a story. <laughs> it's a reality. It's a reality about that's, a true. Mom. that's true. that's true. So
1: I was involved and um, you know, I was just soaking up Mrs. Lowe's wisdom for about five years teaching. and you know, anything she told me to do, I just said yes, ma'am, and taught. Um, I taught in kindergarten. one year I taught kindergarten. and then when the students were in nap time, another teacher would come in and supervise while I went and taught um, eighth grade classical studies. And so just whatever, she needed me to do i just said yes ma'am and just you know tried my best to be well prepared and do um you know do do her that task justice but um i did step away when i had children we had five children in 7 years and so i was home with my <laughs> children and the enrichment guide sort of happened because I was just sitting on the floor with my children vetting books. Mm-hmm. And we did not have um, really a primary enrichment program at that time. And I was sort of developing it as I raised my young children um, on the floor of my house. And so there were just always stacks of books everywhere. And then finally, I had this, um, uh, you know, all these stacks in this, you know, basic outline for a program. And I think Tanya probably was that had a heart attack when I said, look at this. <laughs> and so she actually would come to my house when the children were young. And I would say, you know, I, these are the, these are the selections here and these are the selections here. And we would read through them together and we would um, sort of, uh, and, and and we kind of developed the enrichment program um, based on what I knew was coming for my children when they entered Highlands Latin School mm-hmm. in kindergarten um, in preparation. And what I knew as third grade teacher. That was where I really uh, taught the longest was third grade. And so I was was working on what what could I do to enhance the foundation of those students who will enter a Highlands Latin School Mm -hmm. grammar program. And so that's how the enrichment program, that was sort of the
0: impetus for the
1: enrichment program. (laughs) But it's about a mom on the floor
0: with her young ones, five kids in seven years, and and that's what I want our, our families to, to hear today. You know, yes, we're talking a lot about the, the evolution of this curriculum in a school, but this is how we get it out to the families. It is still a family process.
1: It is. And, it
0: is. and everyone is involved. I mean, I know, you know, we talked uh, briefly about this before, that really the vetting process— for any of our curriculum, it's kind of like a two-year minimum. Oh, right. Is it, is it not? I mean, as it goes through with teachers and, and all of that. Right. So when we—I mean, any new material
1: has probably been in the back of someone's mind for a number of years. <laughs> and um And then when we develop something, we usually give it to our teachers, and we'll ask them to— um, use it in the classroom, and we always ask our teachers to make notes for us um, and to offer um, edits and recognize errors and make suggestions. Um, and in fact, and and they always do. And we and we you know we are constantly editing based on that information. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, um, we actually ask new teachers to come in and teach their materials up and down the curriculum so that they so that we have additional eyes um, on, on the materials and those suggestions, you know, those changes, um, we, we keep a file with all of those and parents too. So our teachers do, um, our teachers make those kinds of suggestions. For instance, last week, for example, you know, our kindergarten teacher said, well, in our spelling list this week, we have two words with silent K and the students haven't learned, learned silent K mm-hmm. yet. And so we said, okay, that's, you know, that's, a." a That's a refinement that we need to make. And so the next time that book goes to print, we're going to select two different words. And so it's always, you know, sometimes it's small things, sometimes it's larger things, but it's always in an effort to um, just improve um, the materials and make it easier and better for our students and our
0: parents. And it's not just about striving um, to improve or, you know, the the impact of um, making sure that we address um, something that someone has found. The point is we're listening. Right, right. We're always listening to teachers, not just here in Louisville. Right. Right. You know, we've we've got teachers, you know, in other cities that are doing the same thing, that right. are contacting us in the same way. Right. To say this does this maybe we need something different here. You right. know, and we're right. we're listening. Absolutely. And it may not always lead to a change. Right. Um but we're listening to parents too. Absolutely. We all read the forum. Mm-hmm.
1: Um you know, we stay on top of that. Um I don't particularly respond, but I do definitely read. And most <laughs> often just to take the advice of these amazing women amazing. on the forum and men on the forum. Um and so I um you know, we are definitely listening and we want the suggestions because um you know, the people who are implementing our curriculum really have the best Information for us, and and they can tell us how you know where where are there are glitches, where are there are opportunities, what they love that we can replicate in other materials, mm-hmm. um, and so it's 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 definitely an organic ongoing process,
0: and and then it's a process that we try to be very humble about. That's right. That's right. You know, this is um, that's why we listen. Right. Um, you said you started out with that story of humility from of Mrs. Lowe, you know that that we she humbly gave. Right. um and so we strive to stay in that virtue right um at all times and and humbly provide the best that we can right and also acknowledge sometimes you know we may have to make an adjustment of some sort right um and and listen to that but never stop striving as well i think it was either you or tanya who talked about our curriculum as a living <laughs> and breathing curriculum that can create some frustration. <laughs> That's probably Tanya. He was talking
1: about t- my, frustration. My, my Tanya. Tanya. <laughs> and, and I'm the smile, and Tanya's the one that gets the headache. So. <laughs> but,
0: and it's not just frustration for those who are, you know, in it and having to make the edits or anything like that. It's maybe sometimes, you know, families are going, okay, maybe you need to look at this. Right, um, right, right, But we listen. right. And we right. humbly say, okay, right. Right. We can do better, right, right. Um,
1: and that, you know, and that it is, I mean, that is that is a caveat to this process as well. I mean, you know, it is it is frustrating when there are changes. um and certainly people like myself who like things to stay the same and you know what you like to know what to expect, um, you know, that can be a little bit of a challenge. Um, and so we try to be generous in terms of, um, you know, replacing materials or, mm-hmm. um, you know, offering exchanges or things like that. So it really kind of affects just our general um, way of, of uh, treating our customers well, mm-hmm. um, just in gratitude for their perseverance, for, you Amen. know, our commitment to, you know, constantly seeking to provide the
0: best education that we can. And in our acknowledgement of the the grand and great and glorious work that they are doing in their homes. They are on mission with us, saving Western civilization one student at a time. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, we're so honored that people would Mm -hmm. join
1: this journey with us. And so, you know, we really are grateful for the feedback and for the patience and for the encouragement and the support and the commitment um, to this goal that we are all— you know striving toward
0: that's right and you know before this podcast i did a little bit of you know searching on on the web and it was i was looking for any information on homeschool curriculum used in a classroom homeschool curriculum tested in a classroom i can't even remember all the words i put it, put into the mm-hmm. search bar but nothing nothing really came up th- about this unique feature that i know that that we possess um, what did interestingly enough come up with several rankings on best homeschool curriculum, and we hit them. Well, <laughs> we were on them. <laughs>
1: well, that is that is a fruit of a lot that of people's hard work. <laughs> but see exactly how
0: you put that is is the humble way in which I pray that we um, have and continue to approach uh, this curriculum. That it is a mission, and it is a fruit, and it's meant to be a fruit in the home of the homes of those that we touch. And work with. And, and for us, that's a very personal thing. Um, you know, I try to be very personal with any of the homeschoolers that I get to contact. So y'all, you're, you're welcome to contact me anytime you want to. That's what I'm here for. Absolutely. Um, but so many of us are. Right. You know? Exactly. And we, I mean, I love, that's,
1: you know, I love conference week because I love talking mm-hmm. to other schools, other parents. And I mean, I can't, t- probably the most, um, Frequent statement out of my mouth is, oh, what a great idea. We should do that. <laughs> you know? And so, I mean, we learn so much. We visit schools all the time. And, you know, we're in close um uh contact and and communication with our customers. And I would say even friendship. I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like so many of our um of our customers are really friends. Mm-hmm. Um and so um I, I think that uh, you know, that that matters to us. And it does you know, and I think that our community appreciates that. Um, that exchange um, with each other, and just, you know, uh, just that openness about you know what they're doing and what ideas they have and what's working and what's not working. and just the um, accessibility to ask questions and get, you know, just really generous responses. I think, you know, something that distinguishes Memoria Press as well.
0: I, I think so too. I would like
1: to <laughs> think so, but
0: maybe I'm biased.
1: Maybe. We're probably biased.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I do wish some days that our customers could just be like here in the halls and listening to the conversations and understanding that, you know, it's not just a business, it's a mission. Um, and that's how we carry ourselves here. Um, and even though they can't, you know, I, I pray that they find ways to connect with us, whether it's our podcasts, whether it's, you know, videos on the YouTube channel. We keep putting out all these fun and wonderful and incredible videos, um, you know, and the way that we put together teaching guidelines, whether it's in the books or whether it's on YouTube, you know, um, or the forum. Um, you know, just connect with Memorial Press because that's really what we want to do. Um, we want to stay connected with our customers. We will stay on mission. We will stay on mission. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this living, breathing, classroom tested curriculum, we want to make available to all. Lee, thank you for helping me tell the story. Um, you you have just the most beautiful perspective. I would bet you that I could probably name some of those early families, though, that were in her you, living room. You probably can. <laughs> I think can. I went to church. With s- some I, of
1: them. I bet you probably can. <laughs> and they're so. wonderful. And you know what's great now is that we're getting um, some of, uh, some, some, uh, of their children of their children that's right and then the, right? you know our students yes. will come back and teach for us so we're mm-hmm. you know we're a generation um, down now and it's really fun to it see um, you know those students and how that education has impacted their families and so that's really a treat that's <laughs> awesome
0: hey, thank you again thank
1: you for having me it's always a joy to be here <laughs>
0: thanks everybody for being with us and listening to the story of Memorial Press's classroom tested curriculum Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Homeschool Journal. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever else you get your podcasts. If you like our episodes, consider leaving us a positive review and sharing it with a friend. Help us to find more friends to join our homeschool family. I want to give a huge thank you to the Moria Press Podcast Network for hosting our show and ask that you check out all of our great podcasts there. As always, I'm Carrie McGraw. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.
1: You've been listening to the Memoria Press Podcast Network, providing a classical Christian perspective on the world of education. To learn more about Memoria Press, visit memoriapress.com. To connect with us, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.